Welcome into episode 197 of Keithness Craft Collective. And Louise, we've probably got the pod book on Borkin in the background because he seems to be quite noisy today. And today I've got What's a Crack? Review of Stitching Time Heirloom Knitting Skills by Rita Taylor. A new section called Planet Womble or What Would Sir David Attenborough Do? Swap section, coming up section, Mimi Me section shoppy section and the dram section with a Glen Farkless 105 single malt whiskey. This episode was very kindly sponsored from my lovely lovely friend Angela. Scotch Tweed is a small family textiles firm based in the Scottish borders. Run by Angela with a huge amount of technical and know-how support from her lovely dad Gerald, they have a wealth of experience in the weaving and textile trade, over 58 years to be exact. Their aim is to bring top quality tartan and tweed fabric along with other Scottish goods and apparel including their gorgeous Highland wear to their customers at the best possible value. Angela is happy to speak to anyone at any time with regards to the requirements. If you cannot see what you're looking for on the website, just give her a call because she's good fun to speak to too. Number is on the website which is www.scotchtweed.co.uk and is a UK free phone number. What more do you want? I know what you want. To help support the podcast, Angela has provided a discount code for listeners, so you quote CCCC podcast at checkout and receive a 10% discount anytime. I stumble over that every week because I have to count how many C's I've put. It's three, okay? The links are with the show notes, so get your cup of tea or your dram and I'll let you know what a crack is in Kidness this week. Hello, 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 hello. Hello section. A standy hello to new to me, been with me a while now and been with me forever, listeners. I really very much appreciate you tuning in and I hope you're enjoying yourself. A standy hello to new group members, and there's two of you this week. Nikki, Val and, and Lisa Jane. Oh, Nikki's from Western Australia, so she's in the Southern Hemisphere. Lucky you, you're in coming into your lovely springtime and Lisa Jane doesn't see. But hello to both of you. The random hellos are too soft whose Halloween socks appeared on the front page of Ravelry. Nice one, Soph. Press of that. They were lovely, actually. Rose and Rose, or Aikes, Rue, Lady Wiggins, Spinning Judy, who I got on the Online Now Friends tab when I looked. You too can get a shout-out if you link your finished project to the group when I am typing this up. I hope you're all very well, and if you're not, then please accept this here big hug. Squeeze! What's a crack, Citrin? What's a crack? Thank you for your lovely comments after the last episode. Very much appreciate you taking the time to send some love. I used it to have a mental hug with each of you and my heart is just a little bit lighter. Plus, this week I used some of lovely Celia's craft things that she gave me. I think she would have liked that. They say that the person is not dead until they are forgotten and I don't think that she's going to be forgotten for quite a long time yet. Oh yeah. On the opposite side of the coin, there is ooh, a tweet this week about a woman who has fallen out with her daughter-in-law somewhere in the world. She wrote to an advice column called Prudence. She gave her daughter-in-law a gift card to a yarn shop, which at first she gets huge points for, and all hail mother-in-laws giving their crafty daughter-in-law's crafty presents. Rolls around to the in-law's anniversary, and the daughter-in-law gave them, I quote, a lovely bedspread that the daughter-in-law had made with the yarn that she had got from the gift card and then rants about how stingy and rude it was to be paying for their own present. (laughs) She's not knit-worthy. Needless to say, she got quite short shrift from prudence and told not to be rude herself and value the amount of effort and work that the daughter-in-law put into the piece. So crafters, consider who is and who isn't knit-worthy before you start gift-giving this festive season. It's all a polka dot magic now because Knit Sonic has released her newest pattern. It is a colourwork cowl with a tutorial to help you for your colour choices. And I thought that was pretty cool because sometimes too much choice in colour is hard. It's also a really nice pattern, so go over there if you're fancying doing a Knit Sonic polka dot. The newest coolest trend this winter is to go fluffy. Oh, lovely fluffy. Vool and Vine has a new hat pattern out called Sparkling Cider and it not only uses the mohair silk, it, you can add beads to it as well. Oh, imagine if you'd made a mistake in that. Oh, that would hurt. Because it don't rip out easy. I'm kind of getting this mohair obsession from Dunderknit and you can blame it all on her. 
if you wish. Have you watched Knitting Vicariously yet? <laughs> she's funny. Over on the Lulie's video podcast, she's gone for an Advent sock knit along where you knit a sock every day in Advent and have a pair ready for Christmas Day. If you go to her blog, she's a handy guide to show you how you would do this and as in how many rows you have to do a day to achieve the goal. I quite like this. I don't know if I could achieve that. I might try it though. And I'd love to see your progress if you do. And she's probably got prizes. Probably. There's probably lovely prizes. Ravelry have changed their people tab to say friends tab, which I thought was quite cool. Also, if you're looking at a pattern, say, well, say the breathing space, and you're a bit stuck, you look at the projects that people have done, and I don't know if this is so much on the laptop or the computer, but it certainly works on your mobile when you go onto it. You can click, there's a wee tab saying notes or helpful. So it shows only the projects that have put up with their notes that are deemed helpful, which generally means that they have notes on them, as in helpful ones. You can rate other people's, or friends, now friends, projects as helpful if you're reading their notes about their project and think, ah, yeah, that's interesting and helpful. And Ravelry are now on Instagram too, so you can go and show your love in there too. And who doesn't love Ravelry? I think it'd be very hard hearted if you didn't. The review section. Review section. A stitch in time. Oh, Google. Stitch in time. Heirloom knitting by Rita Taylor. This is a search price book and it costs fourteen ninety nine. I got mine out in the library. This is a soft back one hundred and forty five page colour book. It's a kind of stitch dictionary, a kind of encyclopedia of different styles, and a kind of pattern book rolled into one. It starts with some really interesting pages about the history of firstly the author, then knitting, and then it takes us through time and each set of stitch styles being explored. They're explained and then a couple of patterns to go in with each style. I quite like how they've sectioned that out. They have textured stitches, twisted stitches, raised stitches, cable stitches, lace stitches and colourwork stitches. Then there is a knitting technique chapter and an abbreviation page. This is printed on that matte kind of way and I have that dusty feeling after touching it. There is a fair bit of photography in it, both in the history parts and the stitch dictionary and the patterns. What they've done with a different section is try to colour code it all so that the texture stitches section are kind of Gansey Blue or Captain America, original Captain America before he turned into current Captain America. And I find it's photographed too dark to make a full use of a photograph, which is supposed to enlighten you as to what the finished results are of that stitch sample. This section does refer to the Gansies, which are traditionally dark blue, and I can see why they did that. Also, in the lace section, they used a dark raspberry colour, which does the stitch no justice because there's very poor definition on the photo due to the dark colour. You just can't actually figure out what the stitch sample should look like. And certainly in the winter low lighting, it's hard on the eyes. So I was really quite disappointed with that. The patterns you get are quite good. They have a range of sizes and abilities. So you could start on the smaller hat project for raised stitches and then go on to the more elaborate heirloom baby blanket when you get a bit more confident. The patterns are thoughtfully photographed with close-ups and overall knitterly practical pictures, albeit maybe one more of the back of the bony cable cardigan, but that's just nitpicking. And I liked how the heirloom blanket has a silver cross pram in it. The fair ale jumper has a gorgeous scamp of a boy modelling. So it's a, they're all thoughtfully modelled and the use of pine cones for the mittens. And this was published back in 2013, before Flatley wasn't just a coffee. I don't actually think it's a coffee now, but I like to put it together. <laughs> the technique pages are okay, better lighted, but the photos aren't actually close enough if you've never done that technique before. And they've used a dull blue yarn this time, so maybe it would have been better with a light pastel blue and closer up to the hands. I would knit maybe two of all the patterns, but I really like the historical essays in this, and I really like the stitch dictionary part of it, barring the dull photographs. They kind of shouted at me that they should have been either with a different coloured yarn or better lighted. Somewhere along the way they're not doing their job. But 
This would be a good addition to your textbooks if you're looking for an interesting new stitch dictionary. It's okay, but it should have been better. If I wasn't if I was given it, I will be happy. That's a stitched in time heirloom knitting skills by Rita Taylor. New section Planet Womble or what would Sir David Attenborough do? I have a new section to put in this episode and uh, may become a semi-regular feature. UK listeners will know the Wombles are small furry creatures who pick up after the humans and recycle it. They're children's books by Elizabeth Bareford, which are really lovely. If you fancied reading them and they made a stop motion animation back in the 1980s, which is again quite a lovely way to spend some time watching on YouTube, especially if you have smaller children. Or bigger children, because I'm a bigger children, and I love them. This section is to talk about things that we could do to be stewards of the environment in ways such as reusing, recycling and being mindful. So this episode, I thought I would talk about palm oil. It's quite controversial just now. Iceland, the supermarket, not the lovely, lovely country, has banned it from its own products from 2020. Chester Zoo are trying to lead the consumer into sustainable palm oil. The Guardian points out that both banning and trying to be sustainable may not solve the problem of using so much palm oil is causing to the rainforests of Borneo where the orangutan has its home. I wish I had the answer because it's been plaguing me all week. Do we ban it? Do we not use it? Do we we have sustainable? Who knows? And I love orangutans. I love the librarian in Terry Pratchett's Discworld series. And they're not monkeys, they are apes. They're extremely intelligent and they're probably better than a lot of the humans currently in charge of the planet. Maybe not quite as orange. The palm oil business is deforesting their habitat as well as everything else that lives alongside it. It's just that they're sort of the apex, hugest mammal there. So who knows what other kind of insects and low-level critters that are there. And the orangutans may become extinct in their own habitat in my lifetime and I'm only 43 which I find that really really sad. This week we've read the ingredients in the house of everything we eat in the kitchen and also in the supermarkets. We've put things back that we really like such as Kit Kats, sorry malt loaf because they don't state sustainable palm oil on their packaging. It's in everything. In fact one of the few soaps I can use is palm olive which is guess what? <laughs> palm is its main ingredient. It says so on the wrapper. So I'm still using the Shetland soap, which does not. I've asked Soreen on Facebook what their stance is, but no response so far. I asked Chocoholics Limited on Twitter, and they said that they do use sustainable. Yes, it is more expensive, but then hey, maybe I don't need so much more chocolate on my hips. Richard and I discussed this in the dram, so sorry if we repeat ourselves this episode, but it shows you that we've been thinking about it in the house. There's a good list that Chester Zoo has put together of which big businesses use sustainable palm oil that you can get and they encourage you to social media the other big businesses to answer the question if they do or they don't. Being a steward and a womble and mindful of things is not easy. It can take a while in the supermarket to realise what is and what isn't but when I see the Kit Kat and start drooling I start thinking of the librarian orangutan and think nope, Sir David would say no. Not until you're sustainable, oh chocolate wonderment. Keep asking everyone and together maybe we could make a change. The other thing I'm going to mention quickly is the Food for Fitness podcast episode 125 with Scott Bakhti who interviews Tristam Stewart and he talks about how not to waste food. It's a very interesting interview and I recommend that we all listen to it. I do wonder if you think the same thing as me though when you get to the very end. But I'm not going to spoil it for you, so go listen and then get back to me. If anyone has good items for this, then please message me and I will share. I mean, I could link that all to craft and I probably will in the future, but I didn't this one. The swap section. Swap. The winter and Christmas decoration swap is go, go, go. Swappies are to send a wee decoration that can be easily posted along with a card explaining it. And a wee treat of some kind, be it hot chocolate or sweetie or something. You have until the 1st of December to post. This decoration can be made or if it's bought, please make it a nice one. I'm swapping with FRK Strike and I'm trying to think of something lovely. Coming up, coming up, coming up, it's there. Coming up. 
Edinburgh Art Fest, 21st to the 23rd of March 2019. They've announced their vendor list, so you can go, download the list and start planning your attack. Well, I know Pip of Tipsy Nets will be printing it off, checking it twice to see who's been naughty or nice. <laughs> She'll be highlighting it, looking at her stash, looking what she wants to make, looking at who's going, writing out what she wants from them because she's uber organised that way. This is what my popcorn and crocodiles yarn organiser is going to be used for and then I can... And I'm, I'm, I might not go to Pip's organisation but her skills with a Z will hopefully be inspiring me. Actually, if you've not yet listen, listened to their latest episode, do go download and after you've finished with me, obviously, because me, 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 and they have a really interesting and worthwhile discussion about knitting for you now, not future you. And Pip has the best comeback ever to an insult. <laughs> go Pip. Now, she mentioned about the tape measures that I was talking about last episode. And I had this tape measure quite a while ago, but... I have forgotten that I was going to talk about. So when I saw her Instagram picture of an uncalibrated measuring tape, which isn't actually uncalibrated, it's just a Chinese inch instead of an imperial inch, and it prompted me to actually remember to do the blather on it last episode. So I didn't actually totally copy what they said. It just prompted me into what I was going to say and had forgotten. However, it was because I have one of them as well. And the other thing I meant to say was, it would be okay if the what you are measuring is in Chinese inches, or your so you always work off the same scale. So if you're working in metric, work in metric, measuring metric. If you're working in Ch- imperial, work in imperial. And if you're working in Chinese, work in Chinese. <laughs> it's very obvious. Didn't need me to point that out, did you? All right, coming up is Black Friday. Well, that's today actually, and Small Business Saturday. Woohoo! A fair majority of yarn sellers are smaller businesses, so business go their way when plotting your purchases soon would be wonderful. I'm not going to guilt trip you either way, as some things that you want are not available from the smaller businesses, but some things that you want are only from the smaller businesses, and for them that's their mother bairns, dentist bill, the car insurance, getting the chance to actually go on a swim meet or whatever. So spread your love, and the smaller ones you get the more unique presents or items. The beaker section. Me, 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 me. Me, me, me section. I've done nothing on the Juris Knits, so we'll just move over there. Um, I'm making socks for my lovely friend Dorothy, who is very knit worthy. I know she's size 6, and I'm using Rose Dean Rylands 100% pure wool in a four ply. And I'm using a vanilla sock. And I started with the Knit Picks Carbons, which are actually little, a little, a little bit, toe pointy for the yarn. And then I got a message. Have you got these? I got these today from Angela of Scotch Tweed. And she had a photo of her new Addy Socken Funder Short Circulars. I said, oh, I've got some of them. And I went and found them. I had a good rummage in my stash. And I found my Addy Crazy Trio which are not actually the same thing at all. Hers are the short needles and longer cable and you only have one. I have three fixed double pointed knitting needles which are longer needles and short cable. She's pretty much just whizzed through the socks but I kind of stalled. And I, I think that these needles are okay but I do find that the stitches don't slip onto the needle from the cable very easily. It could be the yarn or it could be my tension. I did speed up a bit though because instead of having to go from four needles, I'm going from two. He used the third one as the needle, the working needle. I was well down the heel and I had decided that I did not have enough to make two socks with just 50 grams. So I thought, well, I'll have to add heels. I should have added cuffs as well, but I'm well past that and I'm not taking it out. And toes. So I'm going to add heels and toes. Heels and toes, hey, shoulders, knees and toes. Come on on the bus. And eyes and ears and chin, mouth and nose. Head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. That would be a good podcast segment, wouldn't it? Where we all knit stuff for head, shoulders, knees and toes. So I'm sure that's been done. Anywho, I went and had a rummage in my stash. 
before it got moved into the other room upstairs because mum has been up and <laughs> bossing me into doing movement of stuff <laughs> which is basically my craft room is the craft room and it's a kind of attic so there's a lot of stuff that you'd find in an attic like leftover paint pots um well there's all the photographs lots of stuff and then all my stash for crafting so it was very messy and you would never ever see photographs of it or a video because it's kind of embarrassing some people who have actually managed to be in there will know and yeah anyway mum came up she's been up the past couple of weeks and I, both times I did not want to do it but both times I did and we're not quite finished yet but I need a husband to help because some of it's his stuff now so we've moved all yeah all my craft stuff into the other side of the house upstairs where there's room and I had to move my stash mm. I found some of the dorset horn which I thought would be good enough to do the heels and the toes and enough well halfway down the heel I decided no it's not going to be so I ripped it back and then I went and rummaged again and I thought hmm now what would have been perfect is that Jacob that I had given to my mum and said do you want that and she went yeah <laughs> so I went and took it back because she hadn't used it and I decided that it was perfect and yes it is perfect this is the blacker Jacob that I got at Edinburgh. She also looked a bit of... Mum looked a wee bit as in, Oh, you're making socks for Dorothy, but you've not made me socks yet, face. So maybe I should make her the Advent socks. Yes, listeners, you had a lovely idea there. So I have now seven days to finish the other socks. Doable? No. <laughs> but maybe I'm up for it. I really like the stocking stitch fabric of the Ryland. Coming back to that, it's dense, and whilst it might be a little on the sturdy, scratchy side just now, I reckon that it's going to soften up a lot with washing and wearing. And I'm quite enjoying doing it, and it's it's coming on. I'm halfway down the hill with the first soak, but yeah, I need to pull my finger out. So Debbie, Naomi, and Sarah, hello, ladies. How are you? Smile and wave. Yep, there we go. Everybody smile and wave at Debbie, Naomi and Sarah. They're very nice. Debbie finished her arboreal last week and it is gorgeous. She made it in blue and white and it looks lovely in the photo. I've not seen it yet in real life because she has yet to block it. But I'm hoping that she does it this week and then I get to see it next week. We'll really have to have a photograph of the four of us wearing our arboreal jumpers. Sarah must have had a glove to herself because she's finally blocked hers, even though she finished it way back in January. I think it was January. It was way back. She finished first. She's been busy this year because she's building a house. Well, you know, kind of takes priority in it a lot of time. I'm actually amazed at her managing to knit it in the first place and first. We're all wondering what to knit next and we've been having a lovely conversation about it. There's been a lot of suggestions, so I'll let you know what we decide. It's going to be next year. Definitely next year. I do have a campaign I want to start, though, and you can all join in. This is called Get Angela's Lush Cardigan Out of the Corner and Finished Campaign with the acronym Galcot Kafk, or Galk for short. In this campaign, we shall send Angela messages asking if the lush is still in the corner until she takes it out and finishes it. <laughs> now, she was given this laldy, but she managed to do something backwards on the sleeves and threw it into the corner, and there it has stayed. I feel sorry for it. I sing to it at night, listeners. So, hopefully with your help, we can guilt trip her into taking it out of the corner and ripping back the sleeves and get it finished before Christmas, because nobody puts baby in the corner. I've already sent her these gifts. <laughs> That's me in the corner, <laughs> losing my religion. I've done that one too. There was something about pigeons. It was a, quite a funny one. I had printed off my Serena caplet by Rosie Purnell to knit. 
<laughs> yes, I'm going to use a lovely green grass coloured four ply in silk and merino from Mole View. Well, thank you, Dan. But my size 3.5 needle, which is the long one, which I need, is still on my breathing space. Now, I even had a poll on Twitter as to whether I should finish it or buy a new one. And there were some very helpful suggestions. The lovely Kate Hebel suggested that I took it off and put it on waste yarn or on a long cable. The 3.5 is actually a fixed circular, so I can't even just take off the tips. When I was moving about my stash, I found a packet and it said 3.5 and it was knit symphonies. Can I find that? No. No idea where it is. I have a feeling actually I broke them, but who knows? And I do try and keep my needles all in the same, in a like one bag, and I don't have all that many whips, so goodness knows where it went. Possibly mum's house, because sometimes that happens. But <laughs> she's like a little robber with a stash, my stash, going into her house. Yeah. Not that grudge or anything, but her stash is almost the same size as mine now. So I might actually just turn into the little robber and start taking it <laughs> Unless she knits it. However, I have been marching on with it and I've got one inch and a half to go before the rib. So I could use the 3.5 and then probably just rest the breathing space because then I'll have... The arms to go or maybe I should just keep going because I would like to wear it at Edinburgh Yarn Fest. Now I'm not going to be like all the rest of the podcasters that has a jumper for each day because I don't actually like to wear too much wool inside the Edinburgh Yarn Fest corn exchange because it gets quite hot. I possibly will have them to take with me to wear to there and then take off as the day gets hot. But I certainly will not have one for every day that's been freshly made because I cannot knit fast enough. Love to be able to, but just don't. I get so distracted by you lot. <laughs> I love you lot though. I would rather be distracted and not have all these extra jumpers and have you lot there. So give us a hug. Oh, that's a nice hug. Well, on Tuesday, there was Textile Artist and it was again lovely company. We got messy. It was like being a bear. Big bairns. Wonderful. We had bought a couple of new screen prints from Thermofax Screens. If you want a screen, do go there. And we had a snowflake and a stylized Christmas tree. So we got the fabric paint out and had good fun. There were various results. And my Christmas cards are now made. <laughs> I went for quite simple. And there was also, I've not made one Christmas card yet, but I've had immense fun and felt creative. Dorothy actually said to me when we were washing through our screens that she'd missed doing this. And I said, yeah, we've not done this for ages. And some of us were more comfortable doing it than others, which I was quite surprised at. But it's good to be taken out your comfort zone in a lovely, comfortable environment. And there were some really lovely results and some came out of accidents which were quite cool too. In crochet, I'm still crocheting blue things, which will become clear on Instagram in December. And I've cast off one, it's head, and I realised that I hadn't put in the safety eyes. So I had to take back his head, unstuff it, put the safety eyes in, restuff it, crochet up the head. So I've got two to put together and I'm going to make little kilts. I'm using the Spider-Man pattern and random blue yarn that I have in stash. And then I'm going to use the Incredible Hulk pattern to do one more a bit bigger. I've got to put in ginger hair and sew on the scowly face. Willy, willy, willy. Griffins! You never know, you might get that from that. In sewing news, I have finished the outline of the black work Cape Wrath Lighthouse and I actually quite like it just as an outline. I'm thinking maybe putting a bit of filling in the sea part of the picture but I actually think I'm going to leave the lighthouse as it is and I've even found a black frame for it which is pretty cool and that was when I moved things upstairs. Mum went what's the list and I went 
Oh yeah, I forgot we had them. In the library corner, I'm reading Easter Horizons by Levison Wood and a book about the Californian gold rush. There was a programme on BBC4 with Dan Snow about the Klondike gold rush where they were trekking in their footsteps when it was very, very interesting. It'll probably be on iPlayer and I think it's a series so you can get the next one this weekend. <laughs> drams. On to the drams this episode. If you're not into the drinking or the shopping, then thank you for listening. I will catch you next episode because there's only the shoppy section and blah 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 stuff after. If you are into the drinking, then stay tuned. This episode sees Richard and I drink at Glen Farkless 105 Single Malt Whiskey and also the new John O'Groat Brewery beer. We're drumming, we're drumming, we're drumming, we're drumming, we're drumming, we're drumming, we hope you like drumming too. Hello. Hello. Hello episode, hello episodes, hello listeners and welcome into this episode of the drums. Hello episodes and welcome to the listener <laughs> of the drums. Got that mixed up. This episode sees us drink a Glen Farkless 105 cask strength Highland single malt scotch whiskey. And? Oh, and a John O'Groat Amber Groat and Golden Groat. Two of the three beers brewed by our, our most local brewery, brewery at John O'Groat's, mm-hmm. who sponsored the trail run today mm-hmm. at Duncansby, which mm-hmm. went from John O'Groat's out to Duncansby Stacks and sort of back again. And we all got a beer on the way back. Yeah, not what I wanted, but there you go. Some of them did. <laughs> and it was a bit like, let's have a beer mile. Oh, right. I, never, I missed that conversation. Well, they, were, they were all joking about, let's oh, have right. a John O'Groats beer mile. Oh. And then when Danny came in, we were all, Danny, we're getting a beer at the end of this. Beer mile, John O'Groats. Competition. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Without further, what would you like first? Do you want to do the beer, a beer first, then the drams, and then a beer? I don't know how you normally drink beer well, and I'd whiskey. I'd have a half and a half. Well, can we do that then? Right, we'll do that then. Because there's plenty of whiskey. Right. Plenty right. of whiskey? Yeah. Do you want the golden groat, the amber groat, and the third one is called the deep groat? <coughs> Can I have the golden one, please? I'm not actually a huge fan of beer and lager and well, we'll, just have a, we'll have a half and a half. Explain what a half and a half is. I don't know. That's your joke. Yeah. Well, the old manies, they would have half a beer. They have and, a pint? Well, I think traditionally it was half a pint and a half, which would be four girls which is quite a hefty dram and you just sit there and nurture them all, all, afternoon. all afternoon nurturing them so I quite often do that on a Sunday afternoon after my, when the bairns are in bed mm-hmm. after Sunday dinner Okay. which is quite nice the two go very well together it's a brown bottle for when I put it in oh, the recycling yeah. um, it's got quite a nice design on the logo um, it's quite a new brewery it's up at John O'Groats used to be in the old fire station Sorry. yes that's where they used to have the fire tender and when our little burnies were little uh, we used to get trips to the fire station and it was in there oh, I and never there knew was that. no toilet but they bought it when the fire station got a brand new building around the corner with toilet and they've been making this ever since up my brother knows who one of the guys that works here and said they went down to Sunderland Brewery to figure out how to do it properly or mm-hmm. a course there or something like that. Right, I know nothing about beer because I don't drink it. I just know where it's from. Hops, though there's information. It is 1.3 UK units. 4% volume. Where does it say that? Oh, there, yeah. 4% volume. And we've got 330 milliliters. And it's got water, barley, wheat, hops and yeast. Drink responsibly. My granddad was a hop farmer. Was he? Yeah, farm worker. Huh? I take it that you don't And a dairy farm and everything as well. Hops up here then. And orchards. No, this was South England. I suppose, yeah, I've never ever seen a hop farm. No. Don't know what they look like. Maybe in Persia. Hmm, interesting. Don't if know. you know, listeners, let us know. Don't right, know. in the glass, that is quite a dirty Chewbacca. Here, we slipped up last episode when we had Kermit the Frog coloured we should have had fuzzy beer coloured mm-hmm. in the glass. I don't know. Cheers. I'm, waka, pe- waka, I'm waka. pecking here because I ran Sounds a trail around the day. As long as you are. 
Oh, it's beer. Mm, that's nice. Sharp. Is it? Mmm. I'll get a nice hoppy taste off that. Are we getting floral and citrus aroma with spicy fruit and underlying, underlying biscuit flavours? Biscuit flavours? <coughs> I don't get the biscuit. I'm not getting any aroma whatsoever. Oh, that's sharp. It's nice. Mm. I like that. I'm glad that you like that. Well, don't, don't worry. Yours won't go to waste if you don't. That's <laughs> what the guy says. You want a beer? And I'm like, not really, but he will. <laughs> and he offered me one. I'm like, you've already given me one. And I turned it down. I couldn't believe it. You fool. Full of a took. We could have had three. We could have had all three. Okay, next time. <laughs> well, you can buy this now, uh, certainly in the Seaview Hotel and in... And Benin's and other... Local. I think you can get it in Mackay's. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you search it out, you probably would get it. And you people that are coming up for the retreat, you can buy it in, in or around John O'Groats now. Mm-hmm. But bizarrely, I was, I was speaking to the dude... Simon, Simon and he was saying that he doesn't have a license to sell to the public oh it's nice like it mm. most important thing about trail running is hydration yes yes and fueling and fueling yes on to uh, the main event of the evening mm-hmm. we have oh f- hold on would you recommend that yes oh that's good I don't know how much it cost I don't think it doesn't matter, does it, really, in the scheme of things? No, because we went for free. <laughs> we had to run almost seven miles for it. Six and a half. Well, on quite an hour. My feet are covered in blisters. <sighs> I'm such a lightweight. Mm. It's all changing, though. I'll explain later. Okay. Um, there we go. Main event. Evolution detox is quite hard to get on. Right, we have got in my hand, can you hear it? The cask tub. I keep calling it the cask last week. It was wrong. The tub of the whiskey. And it's got a sticker on it. San Francisco World Spirits Competition 2016 double gold. So it's obviously an award winning. Gold. Always believe in your soul. Right, the tub is black. It's got grey writing of 105 written all over it, and Glen Farkless in red with 105 in white. Established 1836. So. In 1968, in the back, my father, George S. Grant, decided to bottle a cask of Glenfarclas at natural strength as a Christmas gift for his family and friends. The strength of that single cask was 105, British proof, so Glenfarclas 105 was born. We still select some of the finest casks from our warehouses and vat them together without adding water to give a constant strength of 60%. Ooh. Today, Glenfarclas 105, <laughs> the world's first commercially available cask strength whiskey, is just a smooth zipper. Glenfarclas 105 is dry and assertive, with a rich spiciness, oh, should we be reading this bit? That's tough, it. that combines hints of oak and sherried fruit to create a perfect warming dram. In other words, Christmas pudding. Well, that, I was going to say, I, I don't get all this, uh, all this stuff here, but I do... I mean, I had it the other day. Mm. It was like liquid Christmas pudding. Mm. So it's signed off by John L. S. Grant, the chairman, the Spirit of Independence. Now, Glenfartless, we were told, is an independent distillery. Yay. Lovely. So this bottle is 700 millimetres. It was 60% volume. How much can you remember paying for it? About 40... Just... Uh, it was over 40, under 50. I think it was about 42 or something. Nice um, red top. It's made of. Actually, I have kind of quite sadly, I felt quite sad doing this, but over the years I have never thrown out a tub of all the whiskey drums that we've done. And on Friday, Mum came up again. So I was looking through the whiskey tubs just to see if there was anybody hiding in any of them, and thankfully, yes, there was. <clears throat> see Instagram all December <laughs> they're red and they're very naughty and there's I've going to be a reckoning now been sort of the, all the tubs out for recycling oh yeah it was jumping up and down on some of them oh it was quite sad actually oh because I never actually figured out what to use them for have we met the guy that supplies the tubes no aye when that was the guy we met in the bar was that what he did in our lower oh, he right. was a supplier of the tubes Imagine that being your job title. I'm a tube, <laughs> tube supplier. supplier. Supplier of tubes. 
Well, yeah, I've got a few. If you could do a job, I know plenty of tubes. <laughs> so do I. Right. Right, the bottle itself uh, designed... Did you just look at me with... <laughs> I was obviously looking sideways at Bookle. Bookle, he's a big tube. He's a tube. You're a roaster. <laughs> right, the bottle design, very traditional. It's got the fluted neck, as in, like, the distill the uh, at the distillery. On the neck, it's embossed, established 1836. Uh, big, bold, black and white and red label. Very, very distinctive. You can tell it's... Not too moments. many words. No, I quite like that. Aye, so do I. It does uh, suggest adding a little water. <laughs> a, a good scalp. I think I need a good scalp because it's 60%. Yes. 700 millilitres. So, yeah, we're going to have to drink this responsibly. We are. Right, colour, what's left of this bottle in the bottle is... I'm going for Chewbacca. I'd say it's got Chewbacca. Or what colour did we see? Hold on. got the cold. Do you know what he needs? Chewbacca. A drink of like this. Like a frog in his throat. He needs a Glen Farkas 105. Oh, it's Right. I think he's... It's, it's, oh, it's actually a bit darker than the John Groats Brewery. Mm. Would you say that was when the poor... Fuzzy Bear or Chewbacca? No, we don't have Fuzzy Bear. Why not? We have Barbie. Waka waka waka. We have Barbie. Waka waka waka. We have Barbie. Uh-huh. We have Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And we have Chewbacca. But we can occasionally The only have... way we can completely go outside these boundaries Parameters. and parameters is if it isn't traditional whiskey colour. But we're talking about beer. Beer could be whatever. Waka waka waka. Right. It's the colour in the bottle. It's double filtered by Chewbacca into that <laughs> beer. I would imagine that that is Chewbacca colour. Right. You going to have a wee snus? Not, you haven't opened it, you fool. Cork. Now this cork actually broke, so I had to glue it. Oh. <laughs> Pretty pathetic. That was a pathetic... Oh, that smells just like Christmas pudding. Liquid Christmas <gasps> pudding. Right. It's a good job. It is almost time... Oh, this season. is going to be my Christmas dram now. How do you mean? Because I'm off it. You need to buy some more. I'm off it. You're off it? I'm off it. Last year, I was off it. For quite some time. Mm. Why was that? Because you were going to do the Keltman Triathlon. And I didn't do it. Because? You fell off the bike and uh, whacked your head. Yeah, but? Fractured my skull. Wacka, wacka, wacka. I got an email tonight. Yeah. Saying I've got in again. I've been selected. And how do you think about that? Um, I'm excited. It's unfinished business because it's something I really, really fancy doing. Mm-hmm. But with everything else on the cards and everything else, it's kind of quite daunting. It's always daunting. I think if I didn't find it daunting... You shouldn't be doing it. I shouldn't be doing it. I know I can do the distances and I've done a fair scalp of the course anyway. Mm-hmm. So... Think about this year. There's been good training, no. dear. Yes, Could we have some a sniff of the in the glass before you add the water? The um, good skill. Uh, what I'm saying is, well, I, I didn't uh, I strong. didn't drink much at all. When when I was training last year, and then I, when I decided oh, I was yeah you did. When I decided I couldn't do it, or I was told I couldn't do it. Then I, you. I was back in the drink. Yeah. So it's the same now. Right. I've it's got seven, really seven and a half months. He's a really strong... Get back to the point of the, what we're doing. No, this is about me. Me, 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 me. Get your oh, own podcast. Who, 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 who does that remind you of? Me, me, me. You, because this is my podcast. Get off my podcast. Talking about you. Oh, that's really strong. That's lovely. What does it smell like? It's quite a different smell. It's, it's a sort of more... You get the kind of sherry yes. kind of smell there. I can get the sherry kind of... But not a kind of... What, gee whiz, that's a lot of water. Does it need it? I've never... Take, are you going to take what, a wee sip of mine before you... All right, compare and contrast. Take <laughs> a little bit, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I've made that, I made that mistake already. Now, that's how much I take. <laughs> Your face is brilliant. Coated it in, it was kind of like, you know the way lighter you know, fluid goes, goes in? Everything goes numb, it goes mm. numb after a little while. Well, maybe that's what you back needed. 
You know that way lighter fluid goes on and it doesn't feel like it's there anymore. It's just been absorbed. No. Well, that. Lighter fluid. Or Acetone. alcohol. Acetone. Well, stuff. You're scaring me now. I don't know what it is. Petrol. You now smell it. It's totally different. It's released the smell. Loads. <laughs> you know, I think it, like, you smell it when it's not got water in it and it smells of... Like sharp it burns sherry. the no- nose hairs. You put water in it and it's so much more okay. odour to it. Yeah. And you get that kind of fruitiness as well now. Well, that's good because I just smell whiskey and taste whiskey. Be it one I with know what's coming. I know what's coming. Right, sounds far. Sounds far. Hmm. Well, it's still quite sharp. It's still a little bit sharp. Like liquid Christmas pudding. Mm. But it's sharp, but it's lovely. Mm-hmm. I've got all this warmth going down at my chest. I'm just getting a whiskey. Yeah. <sighs> but nice flavoured whiskey. I just can't pick out any flavours to it. I'm mm. sorry. That is lovely. It's one of those ones. It's quite a distinct flavour. It's quite a, a strong, sharp flavour. Mm-hmm. It's not one I would probably choose to have regularly. But no. it's one... Now, I, I associate... This is all like association event and mm-hmm. visual association I now associate the Glen Farkless 105 to us registering the night before mm-hmm. doing the Dramathon mm-hmm. which I didn't have a particularly fast run mm-hmm. but it was a lovely run good yeah. run but the crack was good the night before it was quite chilled out I got speaking with all the old mannies mm-hmm. they started filming with whiskey and we got a good chat and that's who I knew about the water ah yeah because they said have water and I said well I normally take a wee sip to first on your own head be it sorry <laughs> so I had a wee sip and I went ah oh, yeah I can see your point <laughs> so I put some water in a lot of water in mm-hmm. I don't normally take much water no you don't and I, I'm saying that's 50-50 I would say that with water mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, it was good and it was, it was a lovely wee experience it's really tasty it's a sort of quite a I'm trying to think of good words for it, and I'm I'm not really. Well, what does it say there? No, it I'm says... trying to think of it as like a a flavoursome and exciting and vi- vibrant kind of malt, but uh, it just sounds a bit pretentious coming from me when I say that, because I haven't looked up well, things on a thesaurus. Well, just think. What does it does it taste good? Yes, it do tastes good. Do you like good. it? I do. I well, recommend it. Right. It's all a marsh. And this is from Speyside. Um, we discussed this in the last episode, but for you just coming in just now. <laughs> Going somewhere else. <laughs> Go somewhere else for the next one, which won't be for a while. <laughs> well, I'm going to make exceptions. If the, I, I treat myself if I have an exception. The tam, could... No, the Tam do. The Cairn do is on special in Tesco's just now, and we didn't get any of that. Mm. And we had to run up hell quite considerably to get that. I can't swear, can I? No. Mm. So maybe we'll get Angela just to do the drums for us. Well, in true in true space side tongue, fuckabars. <laughs> Aberlour. Well, space side obviously been the centre of the world for whiskey. Beautiful place, uh, quite far in that. I would disagree. How? Because you've got you've got a distillery. You can't. Have, you can't. Have. No, I know it's it's pure distilleries. Remember that like, Campbellton used to have the most distilleries in its population. Not anymore. Density. Not anymore. I didn't no run a marathon round Campbelltown. Well, I ran a marathon have. round Speyside. You haven't been to Campbelltown. There was only... And there was a lot of distilleries in Wick as well. Unless it stills. Really? Oh, there was oh, loads, yeah, yeah, loads of loads of And you've got Isla. So they I think been we should do a special in Isla. Okay. Let it be so, number one. Right. <laughs> so Speyside, a very, very Speyside drab. Oh, yeah. Smooth. Interesting. Burny. Burny. But in a good way. Yeah. I'm Knows still, what it's I'm, talking about. I'm still getting a good warmth here. I'm I don't think I'm going to be sober and it's quite early on, thankfully, at night. <laughs> so who are you having for your dram? I'm having the librarian. What, from Thurso? No. Where from? From Ank Morpok. Oh. As in, Wook. <laughs> oh. Who used to be a trainee wizard, but... I think he, a spell went wrong or he opened the wrong book or something. And he, the the original spell book, I can't remember exactly what it's called, in the first actual book of the Discworld series, was opened below in the cellar where it was chained and 
the librarian was above the area and the spells all came out and he got changed into a orangutan and because he preferred it he stayed an orangutan even though he could stay back he could change back well it's not so much him it's just it's the only one it was either him or Clyde <coughs> and I thought well I don't like seeing animals used to do tricks and things yeah. like that unless they're sort of like on an evolutionary scale like a dog or a cat or something where they're sort of that's their, their place they're happy doing that you would think maybe however with the recent awareness of deforestation in Indonesia and Borneo and places like that where orangutans are being basically made homeless and dying out because you don't have any habitat left mm. and it, what did we read earlier it was 100,000 in 2016 and I reckon it's going to be 47,000 in a couple mm. of years time that's awful I know and and it it's basically due to forestry illegal non-enforced forest deforestation forestry practices and palm tree mismanagement mismanagement so it's palm fats palm oils palm mm. whatever and it's in everything we've we've tried to be as aware as possible I was just shocked about how much of these products are in everything it's be- partly been brought to light recently because it was a legal requirement that it had to name what if it was in it mm. so it's been in there for however long they've been putting mm-hmm, it in mm-hmm. but it's only recently that it's actually been made um, stated that it's in there and mm. there are a lot of brands I'll say a lot of brands not enough brands that use sustainable and they, and they market sustainable yes and we're still waiting to hear back on there's two things that I'm going to be gutted at if mm. they're not one is fig rolls because I love fig rolls mm-hmm. and I can't see any sustainable use mm-hmm. or management in the production or the the um, use of palm products in fig rolls mm-hmm. and also and you've emailed them sorry in mock loaves because I, I mean that's my staple diet how are you going to manage your <sighs> kiltman if you can't eat well assuming that peanut butter and honey pieces oh yeah we'll have to watch your peanut butter because the one we've got says it is uh, palm oil free but the other one that we have just the bog standard tesco one it doesn't even state palm oil in the ingredients anyway. Well, if so it doesn't state it, surely it doesn't have it. Yeah. So I, I think they've like said, oh, we're palm oil friendly, whereas they didn't have it anyway. Mm. So you've got to kind of be, you've actually got to read a lot of ingredients and look mm. for if it's sustainable. It's quite sad. Shopping takes so long now because I'm like reading <sighs> ingredients. And plus we've got two children that are quite easily manipulated could be said open to the pressures of advertising yes but this is in a good way so they're they're actually really looking at what they're in their ingredients and everything and i cook from scratch most of the time and it's quite frightening as to how much is in just everything everything Everything. you can't buy any chocolate down the tesco aisle just now it's all got dark chocolate doesn't well not everybody likes dark chocolate. Well, it's more for me then. <laughs> right. <laughs> On a brighter note. On a brighter note. <laughs> Slangevat. Slangevat. Uh, anyway, I wouldn't have an orangutan round to drink whiskey with me. Unless no, no. he wanted to. But I would just I just thought I'd have the librarian because he was a symbol of a, fi- well, a, a fictitious character who mm. is an orangutan. Well, the Terry Pratchett Foundation, well, sorry, the Terry Pratchett legacy has been him. And also... The people who tweet and uh, have, they look after his name, it's probably his daughter actually, mainly. Um, they're very up on the awareness of palm oil just now. Really? Yeah. Because oh, right. uh, of, partly because of the orangutan. Mm. I mean, d- d- there will be other things as well. Mm. And globally, you think about polar bears and penguins yeah. and all these things, their habitat is going as well. And that's just mm. through global warming. Mm-hmm. But it's fictitious it's a made up thing I don't think so it's happening in our lifetime it's really hard to deny it but the evidence is there uh, all the scientists but it's all the insects all the little animals all mm-hmm. the other things that don't have characters in Terry Pratchett's mm. books or whatever they're getting wasted they're getting wasted as well uh-huh. we're not very nice as humans are we 
No. In the Martin of Pool Grace. They're horrible. Mm. I'm a bit depressed now. I know, get some whiskey in you. Okay. Anyway, on a cherry, I thought. Who are you having? Well, I thought I would have on a Terry Pratchett theme. Oh. I'd have Terry Pratchett, but I'm going to have all the witches. Specifically, oh. Granny Weatherwax, Nanny Og, Margaret and Tiffany Egan. And because Tiffany hold Egan's on, coming... On. Wait, wait, wait. I'm packing my bags. I'm out of here. I'm gone. <laughs> we'll go have the Knack McFeagles. All right, hold on. I'm coming back. Because <laughs> they would drink the rest of the whiskey. I was told. I was told at work. But I don't, I don't know what to make of this. I was told I'd make a great Knack McFeagle. Who by? Uh, the lad that's... Uh, I call him Shell Suit Dave. Well, let's have him round too, because he knows what a Knack McFeagle is. He's got like... he's His, his neighbours are Shell Suit... Bob, and this is character from uh, a Glaswegian soap opera, so I call him Shellsuit Dave, and as also his daughters are pals with Colonel Mustard the Dijon Five. Ah, oh, cross the road. Uh, but anyway, he's because I was I was winding him up saying he'd make a good Mac McFeagle because he's like about four foot nothing and ginger <laughs> and with baldy heat, and he's quite a feisty wee. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Oh no, oh no." You're an Ack McFeagle going about strutting your stuff. <laughs> like, don't know what you mean by that. Don't know <laughs> well, how to I'll take have that. him all. I took it as a compliment. Yeah, but I honestly think that, could you imagine the conversation? It would be amazing. So, they would put the worlds to rights. And so, Granny Weatherwax said, The scariest thing in the wood is you. Right. And it's a mindset change. I think it's quite a good one. What have I always told the Burns about going in the forest when it's dark? What is the dark? It's your friend. It's our friend. I really like the dark. I can't see because I fall over things. Mm. This is really dark. It is really As in dark. morbid. It's <laughs> a bit. Right, anyway, cheer up, let's go. So, we've still got another uh, John O'Groats beer to drink yet. I think I might just give that to you. Mm. I'll oh, have no. a little taste. I'm not really... Right, well, hold on, let me just... I'll get... I'll get... No, he's stealing my beer. Just will milk... Balance it out. It'll all balance out. Well, that smells very perfumey, actually, now. Mm, yeah, chemically. Mm. Mm. Here's a thought. What? I wonder if any of the products that make beer contain palm. Oh, it doesn't say no. I've already read out the ingredients. Water, barley, wheat, hops and yeast. Mm-hmm. And if it did, it would legally have to say so, because... I need a doof. Oh. We currently are mm. under them laws. It's got a nice kind of map on the label of it, and then there's a bit of sea and a kind of swirl with some scories. There you go. So this one here. Mm-hmm. This is the amber groat. We've had the golden groat, the amber groat, and I was like a goat. So were you. You were like a mountain goat today. I was complimenting it today. A lot of people say that. It's because it had hills. You were like... Fast, lanky, tall people. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> did I make that noise? Somebody did. I can't remember who it was. I thought it was you, but it wasn't. I was, I was listening to the Beastie Boys. So I was like, body moving, body grooving. Dum, 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 dum. Up the hill. Which wow, was quite I steep. Was, I, I loved it. I loved that run. It was good. It was really lovely weather. Crack was good. Cakes were good. Yeah. And then we got beer. <laughs> Who what's, could ask for what, more? What's not to like? <laughs> Even if you and, don't like beer, and, you get given beer. And what? it didn't have hail bursting in our faces oh, at 100 miles an hour. It didn't feel right, though. No, I know. I, I knew there was, there was no misery. Something. There was no misery. It yeah. wasn't even quite dry underfoot. Mostly, I got wet feet, big time. But yeah. then I kind of took direct lines. Oh, so well, that'll teach you. I don't mind. I was more paranoid about my ankles. Because mm. them shoes, kind of, you go over them right easy. <laughs> <laughs> this is quite strong whiskey. You right. know what? You want the top up then? No, I think. Are you having another one? Yeah. Oh, well, are we finishing our bowl tonight? Yeah. Oh, listeners, we're throwing the cork in the fire. <laughs> it's Langevin, this beer. This is a lot right, well, darker, whoa, whoa. I think. That's, that's too backdrafty done an oil change in the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. He sure has. <laughs> and then he's dropped his spanner on Han's uh, foot. Them movies need a wash. Mm. That's nice, I like that. It's a darker beer, that one. Yeah, but just tastes the same. No, it doesn't. Oh, oh no. I've no. obviously got a really crap palate 
You always slag me off having a rubbish palate. No, it's just because you like things like coffee, and I th- like things. Right. Are you, you not s- telling me? You say Are you not potato. Me? I like potatoes. Are you not telling me you're not getting toffee flavour based with gentle berry overtones? No, I'm getting numb tongue. That's good. You just you drank sixty proof whiskey neat. <laughs> and I've already had a chili tonight, so my palate is stuffed, basically. I like that. Actually, I do. Yeah, like okay. That. So you recommend the beer then? Very much so, aye. Right, excellent. There's no point going over all the other stuff, is there? It's quite a little bottle, though. A bit depressing how little the bottle is. You don't do big over more either. Than £2, that. Oh, it will. I will, aye. It's no cheap drinking this alcohol stuff, is it? No. <sighs> all the money I'm going to be saving when I'm not drinking for the Could. next seven and a half months. Yeah, that's true. Well, not drinking, I'll treat myself. Oh no, hold on. The money that you're saving not drinking will go to things that you'll be using for doing the triathlon. I've got to pay off the visa for the entry to Keltman <laughs> and the insurance. Oh, joy. Get the insurance. Uh-huh. Right, um, have we got anything else to say on this lovely dram or this rather you say nice beer? Um, Sorry. Right, I'd certainly have both beers again. Good. I'd certainly have the dram again, but on special occasions. Mm. I wouldn't go out my way to have it routinely, Mm -hmm. but I would certainly have it again. It's a lovely dram. Would you let other people have some if they came? If I liked them. (laughs) He scrunched his nose up there. If I liked them, aye. All right. I have to like something to give them the good gear. Oh, yeah. Aye. There's no much left, so if any listeners Cribbins. think that you're going to come round, you'd be like, wheelie, 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 because you're not getting any. Oh, she's at the tapping of the feet. Oh, she's at the person of the lips. Oh, yes. she's at the folding of the arms. And there would be none left anyway, because the Nat McFeagles will have absolutely not really tanned that. There'll uh, be nothing left in us. I need to capture the Nat McFeagle mentality when I'm doing this, kilt, man. Think so. When it's getting hard. Hard. I need to have a wee bit of blue and ginger fur, blue skin and ginger fur running around me, whisking me off my feet. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> so could I be pretending you're fighting the elves in the last battle. True. Right, on that note, I think <laughs> I think it's time that I uh, try and finish the rest of this year whiskey. You've hardly touched it. I know, it's so strong, I don't need to. Sanjivar. Sanjivar. I didn't think it was as funny this episode <laughs> when we recorded it, but when I edited it back, there was funny bits in it. And, my goodness, 60%. I was not sober after that. Shoppy section. Shoppy section. The shop has currently got two tartan bags and a silk scarf, which the tartan is a lovely red one that if you don't have a clan, you can use. A new, especially for Small Business Saturday, once I've taken the photographs, is to be some project bags with Angela of Scotch Tweeds. Tweed! And some double-pointed needle holders, and they are in the same tweed. This is what I call Angela's tweed because they got it milled especially in this pattern. The tweed has lines of cerise pink running through it, and I happen to have some cerise pink cotton to back them with. The bags have some pink lining in it too and two of the bags have ribbon with faux tape measure and I've calibrated it and it's neither imperial or Chinese or metric but it's very nice. The other one has a lemon coloured ribbon and I'm going to sell the bags with the needle keeper as a set. There are three sizes of needle keeper. I made four but I was nice. I gifted one to my mum to see what she thought. As I say, she's got most of my stash, so I thought she might want one of them. <laughs> if you feel you'd like to contribute to my continued running of the podcast, pod, podcast, but get stuff back as well, then please do go visit www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Keithness Craft. Or you can support the podcast, get nothing back if that's your run, and it is paypal.me forward slash Keithness Craft. I am very happy to review patterns, books, yarns, notions, if you're in that line. Please don't be shy and come forward and say to me. Blah 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 section. Thank you so much for listening. I very much appreciate you taking the time to download and listen to me. Oh, I never mentioned Tanya. Sorry, Tanya. Hello, Tanya of TJ Frog Fame Podcast Yarn and Dorset Buttons. Also, Catherine Limer. Come on, get on the bus and give us a cuddle. Sit with me. 
smile. Right, <laughs> I would like to add that all opinions are mine. Yeah, that's mine, I'm a little bit creepy that way. Sometimes Richard's, he's not so creepy. I do occasionally get facts wrong, but I try not to, and I certainly don't do it on purpose. My email is caithnesscraftcollective at gmail.com. I'm on Ravelry as Louise Hunt. The group is Collective on there. I'm on Etsy, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook as Caithnescraft. You can get the podcast from the Podbean site as www.caithnescraftcollective.podbean.com. The intro is from Free Music Archive and I've changed it because I felt like it. And it's called Winter is Coming Adagio, First Snow. I just thought it was really peaceful and nice. And this is D. Yang K. And it was from the Free Music Archive. Oh, thank you, Bubba. Thank you for listening. And do keep on crafting.